Welcome to Hope Community Podcast. It's great to have you join us today listening online. We pray you'll be impacted by our message this week. Enjoy. Awesome. Thanks, Deb. Welcome to church. It's really good to have you guys, especially if you're visiting, first time to Hope Community. Welcome online to all our online viewers. So great to have you, maybe coming from a holiday um, somewhere. But yeah, I just want to welcome you. My name's Tamara and I am one of the pastors here. Uh, If you don't know anyone today, if this is your first time visiting and you do not know anyone, can you please just come down the front and just introduce yourselves to one of our leaders and we'd love to get to know you as well. And we want to really welcome you today. Um, I just want to do something fun before I kick off in the Word. Is that cool? Yeah? Um, Well, if you know me by now, if some of you know me well by now, I love to read. I love reading. Um, And I've got a big library at home full of books. And I just walked past there this morning and I just felt to bless people with two books. And sometimes I bring books to church and, I, and they give them back to me. But today you don't have to give these back to me. So um, I just wanna bless. I'm just gonna say the title and if it resonates in your heart, um, you just put your hand up and scream out, that's mine. And we might have a fight over it and that's cool. Um, but I'll pick somebody and I just wanna bless you with a book. So if it's still got my name in it, you just scratch it out and put your your name, but I don't think these ones, one does. So just scratch that out and put your own name, yeah? Um, first one is um, Love Like Jesus by Judah Smith, and it's on reaching others with passion and purpose. Who wants, oh yeah, she's got it. They're great. I'm very cool. Awesome. Bless you. Bless you, Jane. And this one, I just wanna bless someone with, it's Christine Kane's Unashamed, Pick Up Your Freedom, Fulfill Your Destiny. This one's a good one. Oh yes, at the back. Yep, she's got it. Great, awesome. We wanna bless you. Happy reading. Enjoy, enjoy. Let me, uh, let me pray before I get into God's Word. Lord, I thank You, Jesus, that You are here amongst us. And I thank You for Your Word, I really do. And I thank You, Jesus, that Your Word is available to us. I thank You, Lord, that Your Word is easily available to us. God, on our phones, on our laptops, on our shelves at home, God, we can get a Bible with ease in this country. And I give You thanks, Father, for Your Word, that it's alive and that it penetrates our hearts and that it renews our mind. And I pray, Lord, uh, for everyone in this room that we will daily feed on Your Word. Daily feed on Your Word. And I pray a blessing on this passage that You've highlighted to me for today. Come, Lord, and speak in power. We pray in Jesus' Name. Amen. Amen. Awesome, I'm gonna get straight into it uh, today. Let's buckle in for this one. That's just a little heads up. (laughs) We don't have seatbelts here, but um, if we did, if we did, just let's buckle in. We are gonna stay in Hebrews today and I'm gonna unpack a passage of Scripture in Hebrews. We're gonna just stay with one passage. And I pray that your heart can receive all that God is wanting to speak to you today from His Word. These aren't my words, these are God's words. And I pray that He will speak to you today. 
Hebrews 12 verse 5 says, My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline and do not lose heart when He rebukes you because the Lord disciplines the one He loves and He chastens everyone He accepts as His son. I wanna stop right there. Who wants to head home right now? <laughs> or who's, who's thinking, oh, I should've went to the beach today. Online community, just hang in there. Do not switch me over to another channel just yet. I'm, I'm just hoping there's a group of people with me right through this passage today because it's the passage He's highlighted to me today. So I want you to hang in there right through the end. And I, and I say those things because no one, no one enjoys being disciplined. No one. I know there are kids and there are teenagers in the room today. And if I asked all of them, if I got them all to stand up and ask them this question, do you enjoy being disciplined by your parents? I know the answer. Oh, I'm already hearing the answer. <laughs> I know the answer straight away. Heck no, no, it's horrible. I hate it. It's painful. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't think in our household when we've disciplined our children, I don't think I've ever noticed them skipping to their bedrooms or dancing to their bedrooms or joyfully saying with a big smile on their face, you may delightfully have my confiscated item with a big smile for one or two weeks. I don't, I, I don't know if that's ever happened down our house. We don't like it, do we? We hate discipline. It's not good, it's, it's painful, it's not fun. It's not fun at all. And sorry to say teenagers, but discipline doesn't end when you grow up and get your licence and maybe even move out of home and you have a bit more freedom from your parents. This is simply not the case. That's because as believers... We are adopted into God's kingdom. We become a part of His family. And we have a, a heavenly Father who created us, redeemed us, loves us, sees us, protects us, cares for us, corrects us, trains us. And as long as we have breath in our lungs, we are His sons and daughters. So that means we will be disciplined by our Heavenly Father, God the Father. Let's just keep moving through this passage. Are you still with me? <clears throat> Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as His children. For what children are not disciplined by their father? If you are not disciplined and everyone, everyone say everyone, everyone undergoes discipline, then you are not legitimate, not true sons and daughters at all. So the main reason why God disciplines us is because He is treating us as His children. But hear this, His main motivation is love and it is for our good. Love 
precedes discipline. God's correction is never to punish us or make us pay for our sins. And that was done once and for all on the cross. Who loves his child more? The the father who allows the child to do what will harm them or the one who corrects, trains and rebukes the child to help him learn what is right? It is not pleasant being corrected or disciplined by God, but when He does it, it's a sign of His deep, deep love for us. And when He corrects you, see this as proof of His love. Knowing the purpose of discipline will not make it less painful, but it, but it will give us the right heart to respond to discipline as we grow according to His design. Verse nine, let's keep going through this passage. Moreover, we have all had human fathers who disciplined us and we respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the Father of spirits and live? They disciplined us for a little while as they thought best. But God disciplines us for our good in order that we may share in His holiness. We can respond to discipline in all sorts of ways. Just in reading this passage so far, it's already suggested two ways that we can respond to discipline. It tells us not to lose heart when He rebukes you. So we know that can be an option. We can throw in the towel. We can quit. We can receive the rebuke with resignation. His word says today do not lose heart. Other ways we can respond to discipline is becoming angry and resentful towards God. We can find ourselves in a hole of self-pity, thinking I really didn't deserve this. Who's been there? And the other way we read is accepting it as the appropriate response. We owe a loving Father and respect Him for it. Our response to discipline will determine how much we benefit from it. I want to say that again. Our response to discipline will determine how much we benefit from it. So respecting God's discipline may be difficult to do for a number of reasons. And I want to go there today. How we see God the Father radically affects radically affects our spiritual life and the way we can respond to His discipline towards us. There are many ways that our image of God the Father can be shaped. Often it can be through our experience of our earthly father or a father figure in our life growing up. If you compare your earthly father's discipline with God's discipline, that is a risky comparison for some. God knows children associate their earthly father with their heavenly one. 
It can also develop through what we have been taught about Him and what we hear about Him from others. And I know some of you, there's a lot of people in this room and listening online, I know some of you may not have had the fondest memories of being disciplined as a child and it can be hard for you to respect them for it like this passage suggests we do. And I realise that. Thank goodness though, the writer of Hebrews adds in this little tagline at the end. As they thought best. Our earthly parents are imperfect people. I myself as a parent of two teenagers am an imperfect parent. Some days I might get it right, some days I might get it wrong. And on the days that I get it wrong, I ask forgiveness from the Lord and then I go and ask forgiveness from my child. As imperfect people, we are prone to mistakes. And I understand that some people have never heard their parents say, I'm sorry. I made a mistake there. So it's really important we show humility to our children. The truth is God is a good Father who loves us unconditionally. He loves us unconditionally. And He longs to take care of us and provide for us and to bless us. He is our shepherd and our stronghold. He is our provider. He is compassionate and merciful and slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. Unfailing love. Listen to this one. He is a Father who was always there for you. He's always there for you. Maybe someone needs to hear that today. God the Father is always there for you. Another one. He's a safe place. God the Father is a safe place of refuge. And He is your helper. He is your perfect heavenly Father. And this should bring us great comfort, especially those who may not know their earthly father or have lost their earthly father or have a broken relationship with their earthly father. I wonder how our earthly father's experience may be stopping you from drawing closer to God the Father and pursuing intimacy with Him. He is a good, good father. And He loves you very much. And I pray you can open up your heart to receive the truth of God's love for you. He loves you as a son and as a daughter. So as we come to believe more and more of this truth, of His character and renew our minds with it, we can come closer to Him and respect Him when He disciplines us, knowing His character will help us receive His discipline as a son and daughter. And we can ask Him the question, what might you be teaching me in this Father? What might you be teaching me in this Father? He's correcting us for our profit. He is correcting us for our profit, motivated by His great love for us. So regularly ask God that question, what are you teaching me in this, Lord? Let's keep reading the passage. Verse 11. 
It just keeps getting better. (laughs) No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. (laughs) Told you it keeps getting better. Later on, however, later on, everyone say later on. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Doesn't that sound good? In the ancient Hebrew of Proverbs, discipline means to instruct, correct, chastise or rebuke. It does not mean to punish or beat. Discipline biblically understood results in blessings, not abuse. It is always done out of love, not out of pain, hurt, frustration or anger. And the verse shows us the results of God's discipline. It produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Unlike the old covenant where rightly inspired fear and dread, the new covenant offers us peace. And who wants peace? I want peace. Just like any athlete, goes into training for an event. God is wanting to train us in His righteousness so that later on, we can be transformed more and more into the likeness of Christ. What is the opposite to righteousness? Unrighteousness. And we read in 1 John 5, 17, all unrighteousness is sin. Only the most proud Christian would claim they are never in need of correction from God. No one is above this training. The verse says later on, we don't read in that sentence tomorrow or the next day. We just simply read later on. So there is some sense of a period of time in this harvest, for this harvest. A coach wouldn't expect a swimmer to show up on day two of training as an Olympic swimmer. I would assume it takes the coach and the swimmer a little while correcting their form and training together and the swimmer respecting the coach to take them on the journey to the end prize. The training of an athlete is marked by some agony. And so is our training for God's spiritual athletes. If you're sensing the Lord correcting you and training you in an area of your life right now, and I hope He is. I hope He is. Because His Word says that all undergo His discipline. I wanna encourage you that you are not alone in this journey. You have God the Father as your coach, as your trainer. He has given us the Holy Spirit who is all powerful, all knowing, and He is your helper in this. You actually can't do it by yourself. You won't be able to. You will need Him. And we must look beyond the process 
to the result. And the result does not come immediately, but, but afterwards. There has been an area in my life for the past nine years where He has been correcting me and training me in. And unfortunately, I cannot say I learnt my lesson in a week. And unfortunately, I cannot say it took two weeks. It's been a long journey in this area of ups and downs and mistakes and pain. And only by His grace, I'm finding more freedom with it. And before this time, before nine years ago, I consumed everything and anything that didn't really look close to God's creation of fruit and vegetables and clean eating. Far from it. And it was on a flight home from Fiji nine years ago where I consumed this amazing dessert riddled with preservatives right up the back of the plane. And that flight home from a family holiday, I had to nearly ask for a wheelchair to get off the plane. My body went into shutdown. And the Lord was clearly giving me warning bells that something was not right in my body. I was finally, finally, because we have to get there, I was finally in enough pain for change. And it was indeed a Kairos moment in my life. And this was the beginning of the Lord teaching me and correcting me to be more disciplined in this area still to this very day. And there was a time a little while back when I messed up, practised very little self-control and thought it'll be okay. Went out with the family one night, just kept on saying it'll be okay. And that end of the night, it was not okay. Family night ruined again. And the next morning I woke up and the Lord called me into a 40-day fast. And I knew it was the Lord because I would not choose to do that. <laughs> but I woke up and He called me into a 40-day fast. And it was a Daniel fast, if you've ever heard that. Fruit, vegetables, water. Oh, Lord, help me. <laughs> About halfway through the fast, I was in my quiet time with God maybe complaining for some meat. And it was like His presence just walked into the room. It was like He just came through the door. And He came in that morning and He sat right in front of me. And it was like I was sitting cross-legged. I remember the morning and it was like He just walked in and came around and He sat right in front of me. He didn't say like, look at me, look at me, look at me. <laughs> he didn't say that, but He looked at me. <laughs> he looked at me and the presence was so thick. And He said this sentence to me, Tam, when you are with me, you will never go hungry. You will never go hungry. You will never go hungry. And he kept repeating that sentence, Tam, when you are with me, you'll never go hungry. You'll never go hungry. You'll never go hungry. And something in that moment, something shifted and something broke. Isn't he a good, good father? 
Lord, help us be hungry for You, Jesus. Oh, Father, help us hunger and thirst after You, Lord. We want more of Your presence in our life, Lord. We want more of You, God. I want more of You, Father. Lord, may we feed on You, Jesus. May we eat You up, Lord, to make us strong and mighty with Your power, Father. Come, Lord, make us hungry for You, Jesus. John 6.35 says, Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Is there an area of your life where God is wanting to correct and transform? He wants to transform us. Be sensitive. Be sensitive to what He might be putting His finger on in your life and it will look different for all of us. And I'm not getting up here saying this is my story and it has to be your story. You and Him know what it is. That's between you and the Lord. He will highlight it to us, either through people, dreams, visions, His Word, your own convictions or Kairos moments. And I pray you'll be obedient in this. And along with the Lord's help, I highly recommend an accountability group or partner in this. Charles Spurgeon lists some of the benefits of discipline. We learn the value of prayer and fasting. (laughs) There is power in it. We look to the Bible for comfort and wisdom and direction and power. God the Father Himself becomes our teacher. God the Father is your teacher. We learn our frailty and weaknesses are exposed. We learn to discern the evil of sin. It teaches us the unsatisfactory nature of worldly things. And we learn to rest in the will of God. I wanna finish up by encouraging you that we can rely upon our Heavenly Father in the perfection of His wisdom and love that He will never impose any discipline on us which is not for our good. The good He has for His children is this, that they may share in His holiness, in His holiness. So with this in mind, I wanna leave you with something I read this week. As sons and daughters, as sons and daughters, may we accept discipline as something designed by our Heavenly Father for our good and we'll cease to feel resentful and rebellious and with a calm and quiet soul, provide for Him fertile soil for the cultivation of a righteous and peaceful life responsive, responsive to the will 
of God. Thanks so much for listening to Hope Community Podcasts. We hope you enjoyed today's message and remember to subscribe to the channel to keep up to date. From everyone here at Hope Community, have the best week.